Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the BizCast. I'm Shannon King. This week, I talked to Paula Gilberto, President and CEO at the United Way of Central and Northeastern Connecticut. United Way is the largest privately funded nonprofit in the world, creating solutions that build stronger communities. United Way has been such a critical resource for all Connecticut residents, even more critical during the pandemic over this past year. I asked Paula how United Way engages with the Connecticut business community and why collaboration between the private sector and nonprofit community is so important. I also asked her how businesses of any size can partner with United Way to make an impact in their communities. As always, please rate, review, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And here is my conversation with Paula. Paula, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing great. You know, I've just been absolutely amazed throughout this whole pandemic as to how generous people are. Really, you know, these are one of those periods of times where we all find it very daunting. And on the other hand, it's very heartwarming to know how many individuals and how many companies really want to be responsive and to make a difference knowing that other families are struggling as much as they are. So I um, am very grateful. I guess that would be the word to describe me this morning. I love that. I love that to start off the morning. So to start, how does United Way engage with the Connecticut business community? So for people who don't know much about United Way, but have heard of you, but aren't quite sure what work you do, can you just give a synopsis of that? Yes. Um, the mission of United Way is to bring together the right people, the right organizations, and the right resources all for the betterment of local children, adults, families, and seniors. And the business community is core to that. We are the business community's philanthropic partner. Our role when we say we're bringing together the people, the organizations, and the resources, it has to do with tackling the immediate needs of people in our community. And that includes the immediate needs of employees of the business community. While together, we work on long-term change for the betterment of all. And we have some great examples of how companies have just really stepped up and stepped forward to work with United Way as a partner to ensure that we're addressing those critical needs, so, so many of which have increased as a result of the effects of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can you tell me a little bit about the work that you've done, particularly in the pan pandemic? Because I know your work is year round, but what changed during the pandemic? I mean, a lot has changed, but what about your work has changed? Yeah, we approach this, Shannon, from the perspective of the critical need for an immediate response. And with respect to that, we reached out to companies and to foundations and to individuals and, and shared the skyrocketing needs for food, at which, which continued to this day. We shared with individuals how people had found themselves going from being employed to unemployed or being furloughed, understandable because of what's happening in, in the market. And as a result of the generosity and the donations that were received, we were able to quickly turn key resources to community-based organizations that are on the front line in terms of providing food, housing assistance, education supports for children, and also attending to those individuals that are most vulnerable, such as individuals that are victims of domestic violence. And think about how sheltering in place with one's abuser 
puts you at added risk. So as a result of these incredible financial contributions and a network of community-based organizations, we have been able together to reach close to 15,000 children and families and connect them to these critical basic need services. But I want to comment on a few other ways in which the business community in particular has stepped up. One of the roles of United Way, as I said, is coordinating, bringing together those resources to address a need. And I want to give a special shout out to Bank of America. They reached out, noted the fact that they had face masks that were available, that they wanted to get into the hands of people who needed them. And we offered to coordinate that response on a statewide basis. So we surveyed nonprofit organizations. We were able, through the network of United Ways in the state, to in turn get 90,000 face masks out to nonprofit organizations statewide for them to use for their own personnel and most importantly for the people they serve. And I wanna note Pratt & Whitney has done likewise, again, seeing us, their local United Way, as their partner to coordinate this response. And I would say, Shannon, that oftentimes people don't know that about their local United Way. Are we a fundraiser? Absolutely, because it takes financial resources to provide services, health and human services to people in our community. But we're much more than that. We are the philanthropic partner for companies, large and small, that want to get things done in their local community. So yeah, a couple shout outs there to one Connecticut based company and then Bank of America, of course. So that's, that's real. Those are two really great stories. Sort of going into my next question is, you know, how businesses can partner with United Way. And the way you mm -hmm. just described that is really United Way. I'm sure you, you have those connections in the nonprofit community. So if mm -hmm. a business wants to help or wants to do something in the community or provide that PPE that they have acquired if they don't know where to go or, you know, where is the need? We don't want to just mm -hmm. give this away if it's truly not needed. So businesses should reach out to United Way because you know where the need is mm -hmm. and you know where that supplies or the funds or the food, anything like that, where it needs to go like as soon as possible in that moment, right? Absolutely. That's our job. Our job is to stay on top of what's happening in local communities, individual communities, and in the region, as well as statewide. So we are staying on top of what's happening for people, what resources are available, whether it's from, from the government or from, from community-based organizations. But most importantly, where's the need? And here's the thing that I want to stress, a coordinated effective response. I think that's what's needed now in terms of not only assessing the need, but identifying the strongest partners in a coordinated fashion to make efficient use of resources. That's what we do. That's our job. And so when companies reach out or when we reach out to companies who want to make a difference, it's how do we help them fulfill their corporate social responsibility goals and how do we help connect their employees with things that the employees care about? And I think that's hugely important. And, and I have another example to share with, with respect to that, if I may. And that's in terms of travelers. So travelers um, has been a champion 
in terms of uh, education outcomes for, for children and youth. They're a champion of many things, but I want to hold up their commitment to investing in young people because it is our future. It's nothing trite about that. And with respect to travelers, last February, and again, this was pre-pandemic, but nonetheless, they had 200 of their employees came together on a single day to create what we refer to as United Way Literacy Kits. And these kits include an age-appropriate book, a little prompt that, that the volunteer makes to uh, bring that story alive. So if it's a parent or caregiver that's reading that book, they have a little hand puppet or something that makes that story come alive for that child. We organized all of that, and we do that on a very frequent basis. Um, if there are banks that are interested in this, then the book may have something to do with numeracy, financial literacy. We have healthcare providers that want to do this, and so the book may have something to do with health and nutrition. In the case of travelers, they created these literacy kits and reached more than a thousand children in the city of Hartford and in other markets for travelers. And that's the other piece I want to hold up. United Way is an international network. So for companies that have multiple locations, whether it's in Connecticut or in, in the country or in the world, they can contact their, their local United Way and we can facilitate that. So for travelers, it was also engaging employees in their other business markets. Here in Hartford, 50 of those travelers' employees actually surprised students at an elementary school in Hartford by actually delivering those literacy kits themselves. We have another great example of Willis Towers Watson. They wanted to do something around literacy as well. And so they held a book drive competition between their offices in Boston, Hartford, and Buffalo, New York. And we coordinated that with them. And again, how is it that we are partnering with a local company small, mid-size, big, local, domestic, international, to really help them live their values and fulfill their corporate social responsibility desires, as well as engaging their employees in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Those are some great stories that you just called out there of Connecticut companies. So you did mention, you know, Travelers Pratt & Whitney, Bank of America, these are very big corporations. They have many more employees and probably more financial resources to take that day off and have their employees um, give back and work on these projects. So maybe small and mid-sized companies come to you, um, you know, maybe 20 employees, 50, 100 employees. When they come to you and they say, you know, we're, we're small, so we don't have a lot of time. Obviously, we don't have a lot of resources. What do you tell them or suggest to them about things that they can do to still be incredibly effective in their uh, community support? Mm -hmm. So the first conversation is all about what do they want to get accomplished? What's important to them? And it could be that they're looking for something that, you know, involves their employees in a real hands-on way. It could be that they're looking to do something um, within their company, you know, such as uh, collecting uh, books, as was the case with, with Willis Towers. So it all goes to what is it that the company wants to do? Because it's really about them. 
It's about them and it's about what their employees desire to do. And then based on that, we go a little bit further and say, okay, so what, what do you care about? You know, do you care about, is it about education? Is it about kids? Is it, is it something that you want to do in person? Is it something that you want to do remotely? And with all of that, we customize the experience for that company. So we have had some companies as small as a half a dozen number of employees that have chosen to do literacy kits and we bring the material to them. We have others that um, you know, can't go offsite and they're looking for something to do virtually. And so we've created, particularly during the pandemic, an opportunity for people to, do, um, to record themselves reading a book. So you can use your smartphone or some other device. You're reading this book and we in turn get that recording to teachers and to community-based agencies so that they have another adult that's interacting with the child, even though that interaction is virtual. We also engaged individuals, and this is a perfect thing for companies of any size, but particularly small size, where uh, in the comfort of their home, they can do a little science experiment. And again, record it, and we in turn get that to school teachers, and we get that to community agencies. Something that was very popular, Shannon, had to do with um, actually doing virtual thank you cards that we in turn got to hospital workers, grocery store workers, all of the folks that are the essential workers that have been on, on the front line during the pandemic. So again, these kinds of experiences go to whether someone wants to do something themselves at home, in their office, um, in the better weather, we actually had some outdoor volunteer experiences with community agencies. All goes to what do the individuals and what does the company want to accomplish? And that's our job, connecting people with things that they care about. That, that's some really great advice. And there's so many different ways that companies can give back. Um, so my last question for you, and this is sort of overarching uh, of our whole conversation, is... Why is collaboration between the private sector and the nonprofit sector so important? I mean, we we know it's important. It's always been important. But the after the pandemic hit and we're still in the pandemic, it just rose to the level of it's the most important it's ever been, if I can say that. So why is this collaboration between the private and the nonprofit sector, why is it so important and why should we continue or how can we continue as a state to facilitate that relationship? So much is changing and changing rapidly. And I think that's one of the big factors in terms of why collaboration and partnership is as critical as it is. And I'll give an example in terms of what's happening with respect to the moratorium on rent. Um, so it keeps getting, right? Individuals who are, are receiving this deferral on paying their rent if they've lost their job as a result of the pandemic. And that keeps getting extended, which, which is very much appreciated. And that's all contingent on government. When that moratorium is lifted, we anticipate that there are going to be a lot of households that are unable to pay their rent and they're going to need help. So a piece of this in terms of coordination is keeping your pulse on what's happening 
in terms of programs that are available because government is providing assistance, because nonprofit organizations are providing assistance, or because the corporate community wants to provide assistance. The key is how can we do this in an effective, efficient manner to make the most out of the resources that we have. When people act independently, as much as it's coming from their heart, it may not necessarily be serving the greatest number of people in a meaningful, measurable way. So by coordinating, we're sharing the most up-to-date information and we're really tapping into not only where the needs are, but where are the opportunities. And how do we make the most effective use of the resources that we have? I think that's key and it's going to be key moving forward. It's also going to be key because there may be some children that are falling behind more so than others. So with that knowledge, we can coordinate our efforts, including our volunteers, as well as funding, again, to make the most difference. I think knowledge and, and staying on top of things is critical at this point. And I'm also a firm believer, Shannon, that we do much more together than any of us can do alone. I love that last line. Um, and I completely agree. It's certainly been one challenge to respond to the pandemic and, you know, help people and assist people during the pandemic as we still are. But there, there's a lot to still be done and there's going to be many effects from the pandemic, uh, maybe for years to come. So thinking ahead, businesses thinking ahead, nonprofits thinking ahead and thinking ahead together. I think that's just going to be absolutely critical. I think you would agree with that. I absolutely do. Again, this is evolving. And the other piece is we're, we're so excited about the fact that um, the vaccine is here and people are being vaccinated. We also know that that's going to be long term. And so we have to take the long view with respect to this. We have to take the long view in terms of if you're a family and you were struggling pre-pandemic and now you may have had your hours cut, you may have had some health emergencies it takes a long time to get back on your feet financially. If you've lost your job, this is a tough market to find a job in because so many companies continue to work virtually. If you don't have access to resources to actually look for jobs online, further barrier. Let's think about what's happening with kids. Schools closed, some opened in a hybrid manner, some went back in in full force, then they closed again. We're anticipating significant learning loss for children. All of that will take time. So we're looking at recovery as a long game here, right? So the immediate piece was, how are we going to respond immediately to people's basic needs? Now we're moving into recovery mode. So there's still needs, but we have to do planning concurrently with that. And we also have to focus in on how are we going to rebuild a, a service model? When you think about the fact that homeless shelters, as an example, and shelters for people with domestic violence, uh, who are survivors of domestic violence, think about individuals with intellectual disabilities that have been living in group homes. Those are all congregate areas where they had to have fewer people. It's astounding in terms of uh, first of all, how quickly people responded. But the other piece of that is, is what has the pandemic shown us in terms of different ways we need to be prepared 
to provide services moving forward. So again, I, I think that we have a couple ways of looking at this, Shannon, quite honestly, right? Um, I think we can feel a bit overwhelmed and all of us are entitled to feel overwhelmed at any moment. We can be overwhelmed. We can stay in that space or what we can do is to say we can accomplish so much by partnering with each other. Let's do it. We, we can make a difference. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And I welcome any business, regardless of size, to let me know what they're interested in, what do they want to accomplish, how do they want their employees to stay engaged, which is so important as so many people are working remotely and missing that personal interaction, not the Zoom call interaction, but the personal interaction. We're your partner. We've been here for 90, close to 96 years, and we're going to keep being here. And let's get together. Let's do something. I think that's a great place to end. Yeah, feeling very, very inspired. I hope a lot of any business that's listening to this is going to take advantage of the partnership in any way, in any capacity that they can. So Paula, first, I want to thank you for talking with me this morning and also just kudos, congratulations on all this work that you've done. The nonprofit sector has been huge during this pandemic. And if we can continue this partnership and this collaboration and sharing of ideas and resources, I think Connecticut's going to be much better off because of it. Well, thank you, Shannon. And I want to thank in particular CBIA. Our United Way has been a proud member of CBIA and we continue to be. And I just appreciate the opportunity to shine a positive light on what businesses have been doing. And again, uh, extend my personal invitation. I would appreciate anyone who's interested to please reach out to me. We are good to go and we want to do more. For the latest Connecticut business news, events, and resources, visit cbia.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on LinkedIn and Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there.